Welcome to a special edition of the 48 Minutes Podcast presented by Bet Online. I'm Bruce Bernstein, joined by Michael Worldby Freer. Welcome, Worldby. Thank you, Bruce. We're here on this Monday, August 14th, to break down what happened in China over the weekend involving disgruntled 76ers star James Harden. Uh, but before we dive in, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the games start. All right, World B. Uh, James Harden is back in the news. Shocker there. So uh, let's kind of briefly summarize what happened here. Two days after it was reported that the 76ers ended trade talks involving Harden, the 10-time All-Star guard ripped 76ers president Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of, Harden told an Adidas media event in China over the weekend. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he's a part of. Well, on Saturday, sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski that the 76ers planned to bring Harden back to training camp and for the start of the season, and that's what prompted Harden's anger. Harden had expressed interest in joining the L.A. Clippers, and the Sixers had conversations with L.A., but according to Woj, there was no significant progress towards a deal. The Sixers agreed to try and trade Harden after he agreed to pick up his $35.6 million player option in June, but Maury's asking price was high, and no teams, including the Clippers, were willing or able to meet it, according to Woj. Harden's unhappiness with Maury is over the lack of a long-term maximum contract offer, but Philly believes it'll be a championship contender with Harden returning alongside MVP Joel Embiid, and the team seems determined to try and make that work. So World B, Maury was Houston's longtime GM during Harden's eight-plus seasons with the Rockets and has always been one of his biggest supporters. But calling him a liar? That's not burning a bridge. That's something way beyond that. In addition, Harden trashed Maury in China, of all places, where Maury supported the rights of the people of Hong Kong while he was a Rockets GM, costing the NBA and the Rockets hundreds of millions of dollars as the communist government retaliated against Maury's expression of free speech. So what is your reaction to this accusation by Harden? Well, I don't expect these two to exchange cards at the holidays anymore. I, I would say that. Uh, James Harden wants out, and he doesn't know any other way uh, to try and get at, to force their hand. You know, I'm sure things have not worked out at all the way James Harden wanted to this offseason. He didn't, uh, when he didn't get his deal that he wanted, and now he wants a trade, and the trade isn't working out, or, you know, according to the 76ers. Yeah, it's a guy who wants out, and he will do and say whatever he has to to get out. I think it says a lot more about James than it does about Maury, whose job it is to do what's best for the franchise world, be not give away the future Hall of Famer for pennies on the dollar. But you're of the opinion that uh, Maury maybe is not totally blameless in this situation? No, I don't think he's blameless at all. I, I, while not defending James Harden to calling somebody a liar twice in, in one uh, quote, uh, you got to think about this here. James Harden took a pay cut before last season 
in order to for the 76ers to bring in the likes of P.J. Tucker and Daniel House Jr. And it was believed that this this offseason they would try and work out a long-term extension. That's the way James Harden is viewing it. And the Sixers aren't willing to do that. And so Harden opts into his uh, his player option for, I believe, $35, $36 million and wants a trade. So, I mean, it's not it, – by the way, here are the 76ers, your Daryl Morey, all right, I'm going to make this outrageous demand for a player of James Harden's stature, who's a Hall of Famer. You know, you're you're treating him like he is a Hall of Famer, superstar, all-star caliber in your trade demands. Otherwise, the Clippers would try and work something out. So your demand is too high, but yet you don't want to pay the guy a max deal because, well, he's, he's going to be 34 by the end of the month here, and so we don't want to give that kind of money to – you can't have it both ways. You got Somewhere it's going to be – or you're going to have, if you don't have it, you know, try to have it both ways, you're going to have a player with the attitude that James Harden has right now. So you're basically saying that he's he's treating him as a player in his prime as opposed to an aging superstar. And, you know, Maury is perhaps being unrealistic in what he's looking for for a 33-year-old guy with a whole lot of miles on him. He wants to trade. He wants everybody to view James Harden as one of the all-time greats, a superstar in his prime, because that's what the de- trade demands are. If you believe, you know, believe what you read. But I don't want to assign the guy long term because the reality is he's 34. He's aging. He's going to be 39 when the when the contract runs out. Uh, yeah, he, I don't want to pay him that kind of money. But please, will somebody take him off our hands and give us everything you have, or just about? You can't have it both ways. Now he's trying to, and that's fine. That's his job. I get it. But now you have a, a very disgruntled, to say the least, James Harden. And we've seen how this act works before in Houston, in Brooklyn, and now in Philly. Philly just might be the worst. So you're saying Maury thinks he's Danny Ainge or something, guys. <laughs> and- it, it, clearly. I mean, he, he thinks – Well, and, and you're right. The, the precedent has been set. The trade value has been set for guys like Rudy Gobert – for uh, Donovan Mitchell in past offseason. I mean, the Rudy Gobert trade is probably the poster child for, you know, be careful what you wish for because they gave up a boatload and, you know, clearly of not getting as the same in re- return on their investment. Uh, Minnesota isn't. But, yeah, it's a tough it's a tough setup for – it's not a tough setup for the Sixers if they just – they're going to have to get rid of them. There's no way you can have James Harden in camp anymore – We've went through this. The 76ers have been through this with Ben Simmons a couple of years ago. It's just not going to work. So you're a championship caliber contending team with James Harden on the floor. And that's what they're viewing at. But you're not getting James Harden on the floor. And you're not going to get the production out of James Harden with his attitude being the way it is, unless he has a dramatic 180 at this point, uh, or you offer him the max deal at this point. Why would you do that? I have no idea. Um, so it's, it's, it's a weird situation. At the end of the day, James Harden has to be traded from this team. Dale Murray can't let somebody who just called him a liar twice in China, of all places, as you say, be on my team. Okay. And now, now it's where do you trade him? Because clearly nobody else wants him under those you know trade demands. All right. I want to spin forward a little bit more, but we're going to take a real quick break. We'll come right back and do that. All right. Welcome back. Uh, it's hard to have sympathy for James Harden after Maury fired Doc Rivers, 
because supposedly Doc and James were not really on the same page. And James, as you pointed out, opted in expecting to be traded. But as we said, it's a business. Uh, and look, it's still, you know, it's putting Nick Nurse in an awful position if Harden comes back to camp and is a distraction. So if Harden comes back and they don't get a deal done and he starts acting out and being, a, you know, a negative influence on the team, should Nurse take a hard line, see what I did there with Harden, and keep him off the floor, World B? Absolutely. You can't – you can't uh, – you have the league's MVP who, by the way – is not exactly a happy camper through all this either with everything that's going on. Um, he's not, he wants to play with James Harden, but he wants to play with the, the James Harden. I've got my head on straight James Harden. You know, he wants that guy. Uh, yeah. I think he, if you're Nick nurse, you, you have the stability you would think after signing with them to make a move like that, where you, all right, you're not going to be on the, uh, on the court. You're, I'm going to put you on the bench or I'm not even going to let you on the bench if you're going to be that much of a distraction. Uh, it's the weird thing about it is his numbers have declined and they're going to decline. You can't put up the kind of numbers he's put up over, uh, over time and have that continue, but he's still a very effective player. And he and Joel Embiid were tremendous last year. I, I looked at the, on the court together last season they had an offensive MD in the hard when they were on the court had an offensive efficiency as Sixers did of a, almost 121 points per hundred possessions, which is a, a really impressive efficiency number to have. Now there were 98 players, 98 two player lineups, excuse me, that played in the NBA at least 1400 minutes last season. And the only ones, only two player lineups that were better than Harden and MD belonged to the Nuggets, who had six different combinations that were better because they were just the most efficient team in the league. And the Kings, who had like five five different lineups, two-player lineups that were a little more efficient. That's it. It's just those two teams and then James Harden and Embiid. So that's the problem with this whole mess is, yeah, his numbers are, aren't great. Still led the league in assists, by the way. His scoring numbers are down. He took a backseat to the MVP. But they are the Sixers were still one of the best teams in the league when they were on the court and on the court together. Now, it didn't happen a lot. MD gets injured a lot, rests a lot, and Harden only played 58 games last year. So there's, you know, you have that mess to deal with, but there's so much potential with this team, especially without Doc, like you say, get everybody together. Let's see Nick Nurse do his damage, see what he can do. But now you got James Harden in a totally different mindset. I can't see, unless he changes his attitude, I can't see him being on the court for 76ers at training camp or even once he gets into camp. All right. One final question for you, World B. Although Woj reported that the Sixers expect Harden in camp, I would imagine they're still going to be looking for a deal. I mean, they'd be absolutely out of their minds if they weren't, obvious. But is the market going to be there for an aging star who not only trashed the general manager that's been one of his biggest supporters, but is acting potentially in an unprofessional way for a brand new coach. I mean, doesn't that, you know, diminish Harden's trade value and is maybe that what James wants to just tamp down anyone's expectations. So the Sixers will have to give him away. I mean, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think you're right. I think first of all, there's a sucker born every minute. So in, in professional sports, somebody will always take a flyer, but you're right. You're talking about a guy who is aging, who wanted a max deal from the Sixers and isn't getting it, and I don't think he's going to get it from anywhere else. 
So why would the, the for example, the Clippers, why would I give up the assets that the 76ers want? I'm going to get him for one year because he's going to go to somebody who gives him a better uh, max deal after the season. It's not going to be us, the Clippers. So why am I giving up all these assets for one year and may or may not work out because now I have three uh, injury-prone aging superstars in Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I would assume those three would have to be, you know, that's the plan to be on the court together. So why am I giving up all the other assets of on the Clippers for one year of trying to dethrone the Nuggets? All right. Well, I guess we're just going to see where it goes from there, and we're going to continue to follow this story on, on our upcoming uh, 48 Minutes shows. World B, that's going to do it for this edition of 48 Minutes, uh, presented by Bet Online. Uh, thanks for uh, scrambling to be with me today, and we'll see all of you all next time. Take care, everybody. All right.